Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. It's time to get all your Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Nubo and Dave Tree. That's not true. That's impossible. You're listening to episode six of Making Tracks. I'm your co-host, Mark Newbold, and joining me today, as always, is, well, you do your intro. This is tradition now. Dave, do your own intro, because it's better than one I'll do. No, that, the, the intro is done. You know, it, 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 it's there. And day tree. It, it's uh, so cool. I like hearing that. I, I've never had like anything like done with such gusto. So, um, Do you like gusto? Is gusto your thing? Probably a little bit gusty tonight. Yeah, I would say <laughs> hey. there's probably been a bit of gusto here and there. I can I can actually think of an audio clip where me and Matt <laughs> and Gus put plenty of gusto into introducing you, Dave. <laughs> You've heard it many times and you should be very proud of it. It should be your ringtone, actually. Don't do this to me. Okay. Like, I, I, I won't. I won't. No, 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 I will. I will just I like say, just quick side story. So I don't know how this started, but like, I think it was Matt. I was just getting announced as Dave Tree, and it just like <laughs> went on from there. And the, the pinnacle of this was just literally walking through Celebration Europe three, and uh, you guys were actually on the you were recording at that point on the on the podcast stage, and I just thought I literally walked past. There was that shouting, and I just like turned round, and like I see uh, you two idiots there, like pointing at me. With about fifty people just like turning around and looking as if to say what? And I was like, I'll see you later. Just yeah. like walked walk off because it's like, oh, this is embarrassing. Couldn't hack it. You just couldn't, couldn't hack yeah. it. But like, what about yourself, Mark? I mean, come on, you 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 must have had some like amazing injury with, with you. The legacy and the the breadth and depth of stuff that you've done, you must have had some real belter introductions before. Not so much. Not so much. Oh, no. lies. No. I, I, I'm going to have to do something for you then. No, like, no, no, you don't, Dave. No, it's fine. I, I like, I like, I'm the bass player, you see. I like standing at the back, looking cool, eating the curry. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be in there. <laughs> That's my thing. Well, how? I'm not yeah. so sure about that. Oh, it's true, it's true. But what's new with you then? Come on, have you been up to much at all? Last weekend was London Film and Comic Con. This weekend just gone was Fan of the Day, as you full well know, and Farthest From, which was very busy oh, yes. and very hot. Because I'm English, got to talk about the heat. So it was very hot, uh, <laughs> but lots of fun, and we had a, we had a great time. And it's always a good crack with the Phantoms, so it's all good fun. And yeah, it's been good. Lots of lots of writing. And the site's going well. I'm very excited because I've just announced the new Star Trek series with Patrick Stewart coming back as Captain Picard. So I'm very excited about that. So yeah, so everything is good. I can't complain or even speak at the moment because I'm so tired. I'm yeah. not as tired as you, Dave, because you you take the biscuit when it comes to tired. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's been pretty relentless. Um, it, uh, it's been four weekends in a row working. And, w- and when you say you work a weekend, it always then sounds like you've got like the, the, the eighth day off and it hasn't been that at all. It's, no. You know, I'm into like 30 odd days now of like working straight and I'm starting to go a little bit stir crazy, do lally. So that, hence, like, my, my voice is a bit kind of like, Ugh. but, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, hang- I'm hanging in there, but I'm probably not going to make much sense on this episode. So the focus of this episode is London Film and Comic Con, and the next, actually, we've got a couple of episodes coming up that focus on London Film and Comic Con, and this episode, we're bringing you three blockbuster interviews which we yeah uh, i was uh, oh it's all professional i was lucky enough to be hosting ray park's panel at london film and comic con so we've got a bit of audio from that we've got alan austin who was a uh he was in the original trilogy he played six different roles in the empire strikes back i don't know wow. anybody that played six different roles in the empire strikes back ross sandwich who you and me spoke to who was in last jedi as snoke's double and also he played a wookie in solo a star wars story so we've got loads of stuff to cover so i think we should just dive straight into it so this is me moderating ray park's panel on the sunday morning early morning it was about 10 past 10 but actually it was 10 50 because ray was late he got lost in olympia in the audience was brian cameron now it's always good to have your friends turn up and give you moral support and back you up and be there for you you've got this you're going to be great i'm here for you i'm here for you which was great until about 20 minutes in when i looked down the hall and saw the top of brian's head because exactly he fell asleep so thanks, Brian, for all your support. And here's me and Ray Park, but mostly Ray Park, because he's the interesting one, talking on stage at London Film and Comic Con. Have you seen any of the Clone Wars or the Rebels episodes yeah. before? We said, what did you think of those? Because obviously there's a sense of ownership to the characters, so how did you feel they went? You know, when I found out that Savage was coming, it was uh, being introduced, I was at Celebration in Orlando and I was on stage. And I remember thinking, oh, he's got a double-braided lightsaber. Great, I'm jealous. <laughs> And then I didn't, I didn't know Darth Maul was coming back. And then I saw an image on a DVD cover at Target of Darth Maul. And I went, oh yeah, right, he's just going to come back for an episode and get killed. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize how big it would be. So it was really nice to sit and watch it on Netflix with my son and, and see what they did. Because I know Sam, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, um, and just to see what, where, where it was going and where it led to. And watching Clone Wars, I fell in love with the Mandalorians. And so I thought, and because they were making new Star Wars movies, I was like, you know what? If they're not going to ask me back for Darth Maul. But if they ask me back to be a character, I want to be a Mandalorian. That's cool. Because I fell in love with them. I thought they were pretty cool. And now I get why they're so cool at conventions. They look good. And so, um, so yeah, that was my dream. I wanted to be a merc. And so if ever the opportunity came along, that would be a character or a race you'd be interested in being a part of. Yeah, I would love to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone wants to be a stormtrooper, you know, but so watching Clone Wars, I loved watching Clone Wars, and then Rebels came, and it was a little different, but it was good to see Rebels, it was good to see Maul was even older, and where, how, he, how he was, so it was really interesting. Not thinking that Darth Maul would ever come back, yeah. so I was just watching it as a cartoon, you know. And did you get into those TV shows, obviously because the character was in it, but you mentioned your voice, so did you get into it watching it with, with your kids? Yeah, them? with my kids, yeah, because... We've grown up doing Star Wars weekends. Nice. My, my, my wife was pregnant with my son when we did the first one. My daughter was scared of Star Wars for a long time <laughs> because of Vader and the noises and the sounds. So we've grown up with Star Wars and doing the Star Wars weekends every year. So that's been our kind of... And I think thanks to you guys, the fans, and thanks for doing Star Wars weekends, it's kept the character alive. And it's kept that performance alive as well, and it's kept me alive. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, in spirit. You know, like I'm still performing. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars fan first. We had it on tape, and I used to bunk off school and pretend I was sick because I didn't want to go to school. And so I put Star Wars on, and my mum go, "Oh, not bloody Star Wars again! Turn that off!" Because we only had one TV in the house. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was back, back then, you know. Yeah. So it was. Uh, 
now it's now it's all different. So there's one TV, so when she'd fall asleep, Star Wars would go on. <laughs> and, and it was Empire Strikes Back that did it for me. I went to see see the big screen, and when Luke was training with Yoda and doing handstands and flips, I'm like, I want to be able to do that. But I always want. I knew I wanted to do martial arts, but I wanted to be a Jedi as well. So were you an athlete as a kid by nature? Yeah, I wasn't like the typical, you know, guy who was always in shape looking. I was a little chubby pudgy, but I was always determined. Yeah. You know, like I was always active. Like I was the kid jumping out from a tree to tree because yeah, yeah. I was bored. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> we didn't have iPads and, you know, there's three channels on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got the A-Team, Thundercats and, you know, and Power Rangers. It's, you know, Baywatch I never watched because I was always training. Yeah. So I had nothing to do, so I was trained. I was on my BMX, on my skates. I was either jumping over skips, or jumping over my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a there's a tree near my old high school that you could actually climb because of Jackie Chan, yeah. and you can actually bounce off the, the branch and land on the other tree and hang, and it would take you all the way to ground to the ground. We came up with some crazy stuff. I've got a scar on my hand for yeah. making my own zip line when I was 10. Because, we, you know, it was summer holidays, I was bored, I found some rope. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, climb up that tree, climbed up it. Because I watched the movie, I must have seen it in the Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. I it off the edge, didn't know what I was doing. Found this nice branch, it just had a nice curve to it. Zip down the first time, worked perfectly. Second time, bang, ripped my whole hand. Look, it's right there. Yeah, it's the yeah. scars to tell a story. So whilst we were at London Film and Comic Con, we had the opportunity in the Star Wars Zone to talk to different people in different areas. And one of the people that was actually in the Star Wars Zone was Alan Austin. Uh, Alan was a stormtrooper in uh, the original trilogy. He played other various roles in Empire Strikes Back. He actually played, if I remember off the top of my head, I think he played six different roles. This is me and Sander having a chat with Alan. Sander went over to specifically tell him that his best being guard character from Empire had been given a name. And it turned out that Alan already knew this. He'd been told this a little while ago. But Sander actually had the chance to shake his hand and, and explain that he was the guy that came up with the name. And then we just rolled into this conversation, which you're going to hear now, talking about all the stuff he did, specifically on Empire. I was blown away by this. I didn't know any of this. So here's me, Sander and Alan talking Star Wars amazingly. Yeah. So when you were making the film, did the character ever have any kind of a name? No. No. <laughs> no. This, this is all sort of reference afterwards. Yeah. 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 No, we never had a name. That's incredible. Yeah. It's really cool. And how, how long were you on the film I did a total of six months, but with some gaps. Yeah. But it was March 79 till I finished on it in September 79. But yeah, I mean, you didn't work every day. It wasn't, we had a couple of weeks off when they went to Norway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and you know there were other you know there were other times out. Yeah. But in general, from start to finish, it was a six-month period. Yeah. 
good times? Yeah, yeah great times. I mean, it's where John and I first met. Um, we made some other friends on there that are yeah. still friends today. Um, some have sadly passed away, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. And does it still surprise you that Star Wars is so big that you're still doing this 40 years later? It did, but now I can see the reasons why. I mean, I remember my own my own son when he was about five and he's 27 now. Yeah. I was watching Empire Strikes Back one Sunday afternoon, I think, and I'd come in from, I think I'd been away filming or something. And I came in and uh, he was all over me because his mum had said to him, oh, your daddy's in this as a stormtrooper. So when I came in, he made me sit down and watch the rest of the film with him. And I hadn't seen it in years. But he actually became a Star Wars fanatic. As, as you know, the child, well up to was about, so, you know, 11 or 12 years of age yeah. and that kind of brought it home to me thought, you know this is Have bigger than I ever imagined yeah, yeah. very important yeah. and of course now that I'm signing at conventions I accept it you know it's that's the way it is if anyone had said to any of us you know when we were working on the pitch how big this was going to be yeah. and certainly we've always said all those Polaroids that were falling around on the floor we'd have grabbed up as many as possible <laughs> yes. I mean especially when I doubled for, for Han Solo they used to take Polaroids before they take main, main shots. Well, the Polaroids were just for costume checks and stuff like that. For continuity. Yeah, uh, for continuity, yeah. They were just discarded, and if I'd have known, I mean, you know, the photo of me there, taken from that still with Billy Dee Williams, it was Billy that picked the Polaroid up and took it back to America and gave it to his son, who kindly sent me a copy of it a couple of years ago. But I don't know what made Billy do that, but I wish that I'd done the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really do. We'd had any kind of inkling that this was the way it was going to go. We all would have done. You'd have grabbed everything. Oh, we'd have grabbed everything. Oh, yeah, possible. Of course. Yeah. 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 And how many characters in the film? Well, you say you're Stormtrooper, but obviously you're the best thing in yeah. as well. Rebel pilot, a Hoff Rebel, and a Snowtrooper. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a record for the most different parts in one film. movie. Yeah. I mean, I started out, the first costume was a Hoff Rebel. You did your stuff. There were quite, you know, there, there were quite big calls for those things. Then I think it moved into Snowtrooper, which was only a couple of days. Then it was probably X-Wing. Then the Stormtroopers came about, and then while we're doing that, it was best being guard. So it's kind of all interlinked. So I'm sure in Cloud City, I'm shooting as a stormtrooper, I'd probably shoot myself as a best being guard. Well, Ian Liston was like that, wasn't he? He was the rebel pilot in the snowspeeder and he was the attack driver. So you, yeah. Jeremy was the Imperial Guard and Boba Fett. So, you know, you get, you get that, I guess. Yeah. Shooting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the thing is, if you're heavily disguised or wearing a helmet, you can be used as something else, sort okay. yeah. so. And you were doubling Farrison as well. I doubled Farrison as uh, Han after they'd gone back to America. The, uh, I did, that was the only time I doubled for it. They'd all gone back, they wanted to get some over-the-shoulder shots, hand shots, and they asked me to come back and do that. And I don't, to this day, understand why they, they asked me. I mean, I got on very well with Harrison. We're about the same size. People say strangely that now I'm getting older, that they can see a resemblance. In fact, the film that I did, say at minus 10, recently, the director of that said while she was editing, she just couldn't get over the similarity between herself and Harrison Ford today. Um, and strangely enough, she also says that my son looks like this new guy playing Harrison, uh, playing, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever his name is, um, 
in solo. Yeah. And there is a similarity. So it's a strange, strange connection. And so any of your solo doubles, have they ever seen in the film? They're in there. What? Yeah, they're in so there. So they're six characters then? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in there. It'll be like, you know, twiddling dials and pushing yeah. buttons and over the shoulder and sort of back of their head, yeah. that sort of thing, yeah. You deserve your own convention. I do, really. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, should, we should suggest that, we the Alan Austin convention, yeah. <laughs> the only trouble is, somebody else said that, and I said, well, the trouble is, if you called it Austin convention, yeah. people, would well, yeah. people would turn up as, as Jane, in Jane Austen costume. They'll, they'll think it's a Jane Austen convention. Yeah. Brilliant. So, have you, have you heard of Alan? Did you know of his story? Had you heard any of these tales? No, this is all fresh stuff for me. And that's always what's really cool about the various different mediums of, of, of like what we do. With no like disrespect to like the, the, the main channels and outlets and titles that you have, like StarWars.com and The Insider and things like that. You don't really get like the breadth and depth of everything. You've, you've only got so many pages or, or column space and things like that. So like things like uh, this podcast comes in and, and Panther Down Under just get like this opportunity to really flesh out all of this other stuff so that's that's cool and that's why i always listen to making tracks and you said you were tired man you're on point this is awesome i'm gonna say that we're not very good at giving cake and cookie recipes so if you want max rebo donuts or admiral akbar cookies go to starwars.com i've got to say they're the best place to get your recipes from uh, no, you're right. It's cool. It was nice meeting. Alan. I don't think he was a first-time guest as well. If I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a first-time guest. So, so to hear him go through all these little stories about what he'd done and like doubling for Harrison Ford, and you know, you actually see the back of Alan's head, and which is more than you saw of Brian in Solo. But actually, I saw quite a lot of the back of Brian's head because it was resting on his chest during the yeah, part talk. I, I was going to say, like, the truth be told, that like, Brian was probably asleep whilst the, the filming was going on. You mm-hmm. know. So. That, that that's why because he's like slumped over i know i'm not gonna let this go so so but to speak to alan <laughs> it, was, it was fascinating and to say that six six different roles and he did the same as ian liston was as, was an attack driver and wesley anderson jeremy bullock was was it lieutenant shekel and boba fett so he was shooting himself in the same scene and liston was shooting himself and, and alan austin was the same he was like a rebel trooper and a no trooper so you get these guys who are like shooting themselves on screen which just sounds weird. Fascinating guy and really cool to talk to him. Hi, this is Gareth Edwards, director of the best standalone Star Wars film since Caravan of Courage called Rogue One. You're listening to Panther Tracks. Enjoy. You may have the chance at the end of the show to sit down with Ross Sambridge, who we'd spent a bit of time with over the weekend, went for a bite to eat on the Saturday. Fascinating fella. I'd never met him before. Have you met him before? No, no, it was the first time. So it was nice to sit down with him and tell us, he told us a bit of his tales of working on The Last Jedi and then working on Solo. So this is you and me at the end of a long, hot, sweaty weekend, both of us pooped, much like we are now, talking to Ross as, and you'll hear in the background, they're packing down London Film and Comic Con. That's what all the noise is. It's actually people taking down the convention. So this is you and me talking to Ross. So we're here at London Film and Comic Con, which has actually finished. We're sitting in the Star Wars zone, which is actually being packed down. The day is pretty much done. It's Sunday evening. Sunday, I've lost track of the days. It is. I'm here with Dave. Hello, Dave Tree, site mascot, and with Ross Sandbridge, who is a Wookiee in Solo. And well, how would you describe your part in The Last Jedi? How would you describe it? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, firstly, hello. Hello. Um, yeah, hello. So it's great to be here. Good. Uh, and great to uh, meet you guys and uh, speak to you guys. Um, how would I describe my time on Jedi or the, the character? Well, uh, I share the character of 
supremely this note with Andy Serkis. Yeah. With Andy, we brought this note to life. Uh, I was body double where they'd, they'd uh, have the, the costume put on me. I would go for the motions as much as what Andy was doing. And so they can get how the cloak would fit on a, a taller, thinner body. Yeah. Flows differently from someone who'd been shorter. So they, they kindly, really lovely of them to ask me to don the, uh, the, the costume. It was amazing to be a part of such a brilliant production. Yeah. To work with uh, so many lovely people, to work with Daisy, uh, work with Adam, it's, it's fantastic. Being directed by Ryan Johnson was, yeah. was a dream. Uh, and he's a lovely, lovely guy. So what was it like working in close quarters with those those particular actors as well? Because that was such a key scene, that throwing room scene, and you're right in the thick of it. That must have felt pretty important. Uh, yes. Uh, when I was uh, sitting, in, sitting in the throne for the very first time, it didn't become real until that point. Yeah. And I must say, I did get a little bit emotional. I must admit. <laughs> uh, it was just sort of like, oh my gosh, I'm on a Star Wars set. <laughs> you know? That's great. And remarkable. And then just sitting there was one, one thing, but then having... Andy come on set and sort of like we take it in turn sort of like to be snow. It's just very surreal. It's still surreal, yeah. like two years later. And I went to another convention a while ago and someone was dressed up as, uh, as snow. Okay. And um, that was, I was like, wow, there's someone dressed up as the guy I was dressed up in. That I've seen that yeah. it was all very confusing, but all these all the humbling at the same time. Yeah, he didn't know who I was. I didn't. <laughs> but I was, like, so I was like, hello, and he was like, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was so good, and the CFX guys and the uh, the VFX guys were wonderful to to work with and to pick up um, how to bring snow all all those all those pieces together and. Uh, yeah, no, it was just wonderful, and uh, Daisy's lovely, and um, just sort of like having her right up close to me on, on the first day of filming. That was just, and she's like, "How are you doing, Ross? How are you?" I'm going, "I'm fine, thank you. I'm just <laughs> taking it all in." And yeah. I, had a, I had a very, very sore throat on that day, and I was like starting to sound like Bane from Batman. <laughs> so I, I just—it's wonderful, and uh, for how long I. So I remember how long I was on there for. Yeah. Every day was a joy, and I had to keep pinching myself because yeah, yeah. you know, am I really here? Chatting to Andy and uh, him, sort of like teaching me how Snow could move, and I mean, I'm sort of like to copy the, the the movements to get it just right for um, the CFX VFX uh, people. This was wonderful. There is a couple of the shots that are showing. You can just see it's. it's actually me it's not CGI and obviously I know that um, a lot of people maybe who are hearing this might think well it's not really all just completely CGI the answer to that is that uh, yes you're right there's the majority is but there are some shots where they just just literally use the physical yeah they couldn't yeah. have made it any better or no. any different so yeah, yeah so that's, that's how it is and I thought that was wonderful and then uh, a short time later I was kind of got the ambition for solo, not knowing exactly who I was going to be or what exactly I was going to be playing. Warwick Davis's stunt double. Yes. Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna actually like ask that as a question because. Oh, okay. Um, no, I wasn't Warwick Davis's stunt double. Oh, okay. well, well, I'm sorry. But you, you <laughs> kind of, you, you kind of hinted earlier, and Mark mentioned within the film, Snoke is a very imposing character, and then Mark mentioned that you're a Wookiee in Solo. Yes. These are for, for the uh, benefit of the like, listeners because they're 
that they're listening and not seeing. Yes. You are of a quite a stature, to say the least. Yes. So, how tall are you? Oh, okay. You? Uh, 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 yeah, I'm around the 7-1 mark. So seven between 7 and 7-1. Seven, one. one. Yeah. It, wow. It, uh, I mean, I've been measured at a few places, like slightly differently, sort of like that. some people put me up at a 6'11", uh, and then some have done a 7 foot, so it, I, I just go with the average, but I've been measured a few times, and majority of the game, yeah, they're, they're 7-1, but um, maybe on a good day sort of thing, so maybe yeah. it's just like between 7 and 7-1, you know, so, I mean, I've done a, a, other things apart from... Uh, Star Wars, where my height's coming to it. I think it's wonderful. Uh, wonderful for, for a taller person as yeah. well, because we don't always play basketball. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the crazy golf's always good. Crazy golf's not good. slam dunk in a windmill, but it's happens every time. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> that joke. No one laughs that joke. So, uh, and we are we are the height of society as well. Um, uh, very good. Very good. Thank you, right. you know, I've I've, uh, I've grown up with all the jokes, but uh, well, literally. Um, my surname's Tree, so like I can kind of sympathise in that same sense. Like, you right. know, you, you, so you do, get... do you branch out into things? There we go. Yeah, like, okay, it's like it's... You know, let's leave already. Oh, yeah. like, you know. Have you ever done acting where they said you quite wouldn't? That's yeah, what that's, what, that's it. You, you, you get, you get oh, the idea. I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah. isn't just a plant, is it? No, no. no okay. It's very good. It's, 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 it's quick. I like it's this. Quick. Yeah, it's a lot of people sound quick. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So yes, it was. It was good. Now. A few months later, uh, I was lucky enough to be brought in for an audition for, this, for the then the Red Cup. Um, uh, so for the for, for a character that they said it was so wasn't quite sure what it was. You know, I just did did the things we did. I can't really go into the things we did. And then afterwards, uh, like two weeks later, my agent called me and said, uh, "Are you sitting down?" I said, "I'm not." And I said, "Well." You know, you've got the role, and I was like, oh my God, you know, not, still not exactly know what exactly it was. I had yeah. an inkling, but until you actually saw, like, see it in person, so when me and the, the other Wookiees uh, saw ourselves for the first time, it was like, we all hugged each other, and went, oh my yeah. God, this, this is brilliant. You know, we are literally going to be Wookiees in this Fantastic. Yeah, it was, just, it was just great. I mean, and the thing is, we became an actual, like, brotherhood on the set. Yeah. It wasn't just for this film. We, because we're all massive fans of Star Wars anyway, yeah, and then uh, huge fans of the actual characters or the characters, we, it was like, oh, this is, this is ridiculously brilliant, and like, wow, we're all going to be... So we became a really good bond, we had a lovely, lovely um, time together. Does your character have a name? I was going to ask that. Not, not, as, not as yet, we're hoping so. Yeah. Um, as a book out, the uh, Where is Wookiee 2? There's actually a... Um, illustration of some Wookiees you have to find yeah. so whether I don't I mean I honestly again I, I, I don't know if any, of the, if any of the names or anything to do with that I don't know but I mean I've, I've, I've seen us as stickers in the in the uh, in the DK version of the sticker yeah. book yeah. and there's also a top sticker book that has got us in there apparently um, so your character has product yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. We already, we already one action figure, Absolutely. Or, or multiple action figures. Yeah. So there could be others down the line. You escaped, yeah. So, yeah. so there could be like the further adventures of, yeah. Uh, who's say? Yeah, really and the say, band of Wookies. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Band of Wookies. Yeah, maybe they take over Kessel. 
Who knows? It's, 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 it's all there up there. to be written. It's, it's totally it's there literally to be written. in the stars. Yeah, yeah. You know. literally in the stars. I mean, people, people, <laughs> people there'll, there'll be some element at some point, either like a, as a comic or as a book. You know, people will pick up these threads. Yeah. And like expand it oh, totally. and, and run with it. If, you know, if, nothing's yeah. ever left alone. If not is it? comics you know, or books, so. then fans will definitely write uh, well, adventures of. Yeah. Bit like, bit like the guy that's dressed up as, as Snow. I think uh, me and the other guys were saying that uh, if we ever went to one of these like Star Wars um, conventions, uh, and to have like four guys dressed up as our characters, that would be kind of like, yeah. wow, you know. Which is so you've made it, then. Yeah, it happened when Revenge of the Sith came out. You had Tarful and all that. Michael King yeah. was saying about basketball players. You know, all those guys back in 2003 when they recorded it, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you started to see those guys turning up at conventions. So you know, the characters in, in cosplay. There's I no mean, reason why you wouldn't see you guys. You've not seen any other sort of Wookiees, really, since Revenge of the no, Sith. Not, not so 20 it's 13 years. years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to see like actual. And they all look quite independent from each other, even though they're yeah. all looking like forms and, and showing. But absolutely, a wonderful. I feel really honoured to be on not only nine with one of them, but also on another one. And then yeah. to like doing like one of my favourite roles I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and everything else. So it's like it's, it's, it's still, it's still, even though it's last last year when we shot it. It's still very fresh. And yeah, yeah, it's, all, yeah. it's all up there, in like yeah. and there's so many stories and stuff that I want to tell you. But you I can't know. say you can't <laughs> see this because it's a podcast, but he's grinning his face off. So obviously, yeah. it really affected you oh, in a good way. I really good way. loved it. I really loved it. And for those who haven't seen so yet, you should. Yes. I mean, I don't know when it comes out on Blu-ray. He does, but I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I just hope that there's more, more and more footage of stuff that isn't, maybe not even shown. Yeah. Uh, and everyone has a great time watching it. Um, I had a great time doing it, and I'm sure the other, the other guys, if you do interview the other uh, Wookies, um, would say exactly the same thing. And uh, you know, we just can't thank um, the guys at uh, the creature department enough. It's been fantastic. So, like working with uh, Neil Scanion and uh, with, um, Brian Herring and uh, uh, a few of the others as well, I mean, uh, like Sophie White and uh, all the other creatures was, was epic. I mean, not, not a day went past where we, we were like we were like the luckiest boys. Didn't feel like work, it felt like yeah. an experience. Yeah, absolutely. We were like, I hope I'm not draining your battery, but I mean, it's just like, uh, there was so much stories I can tell. I mean, like, yeah. one instant where we're in, a, in one of the tents, um, on the on the, on the like the outdoor shots, and uh, you just had people that were working for all different like uh, even uh, like the, the different characters from different things like like a guy from Superman, a guy from uh, like Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies, and basically anyone and anybody you've grown up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of like just a sort of um, wow, is is this you? You worked on that, and they all going. It's just if someone could take a photograph and to see us all together that, yeah. you know, just having a chat to Jonas and uh, Ian and White and yeah, yeah, it's just course, all yeah. right there and 11 years ago I was I was very very lucky I was in a lucky position I was living in Bristol there was this memorabilia shop uh, Moss Memorabilia in Bristol in uh, in Totterdown and um, so I walked, literally walked in there and the owner said, uh, are, you, um, are you free the weekend? And I said, well, I can be, what's it for? And all he got up to was, it's a Star Wars thing. I said, oh, yeah, I'm there, I'm there, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely doing it, I'm definitely doing it. 
So what is, we'd like you to, uh, we've got Peter Mayhew coming down and um, you do some signings and we want you to dress up as Chewbacca to, to have a photograph with the kids and adults alike and whilst he does all these stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm there. When is it? Where, where? Um, there I am all dressed up in the in a, in a chewy costume and and uh, the late Kenny Baker was there and uh, uh, Jeremy Bullock was around there and uh, it was just it was fantastic and like that alone 11 years ago to sort of be like going around walking around with uh, as Chewbacca and having um, his wife uh, and him telling me how to uh, hold the bowcaster correctly and yeah, yeah. do like the, like the sounds and things. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And then 11 years later, yeah. I'm now doing it for real as yeah. such, you know? Again, a dream come true. So. I think he will be a convention guest going forward because he's clearly full of stories. He didn't give too much away either, did he? he, kept, he kept, he's keeping all the juicy ones, which you can't blame him. It's one of those things that you know he's got some great, great insight what he's had the uh, opportunity he's been afforded to contribute to the world of like Star Wars and it's quite varied as well so it's, it's not like you're just there because I mean the guys are giant so he, he's getting such a presence that you're not gonna like not notice him and so because because of the the, 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 the roles that those are associated to someone of that height and you know it, everybody will know who you're talking about but they stand out so he, he's got like a lot to contribute on on that front so i i it was great it was great and it, it was it was really top dollar that ross was able to uh spare the time to like talk to us in in, in that environment it wasn't like my stomach rumbling or anything like that it was, <laughs> it was like the, the, the whole place was literally being ripped apart pallet trucks moving around and people was like shouting and boxes falling and crates and stuff like that and cars and vans moving no it was really great that he, he was able to like stay with us to the bitter end to be able to like give us that little bit of insight is that was that his first interview i believe it was i'm pretty sure he said at some point this is the first interview certainly the first podcast he's done pretty sure he said it was the first interview we'd done i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what he said wow well there we go i mean that, that that's an exclusive there in its own right we like exclusives don't we yeah definitely to get all your Star Wars news in a single file. Welcome to Making Tracks. Now, before we wrap this episode up, and like I say, we will be back very soon with episode seven because we've got loads to talk about. We've got a cover fan for day and all the other news, episode nine and all the cool stuff that's happening, but we will talk about that in the next episode. Can't let this episode go without mentioning Jeremy Bullock, who's decided to step away from conventions and enjoy his retirement, enjoy his family. You and me travelled through Europe, half of Northern Europe, to get to Celebration Europe in Essen with Jeremy and Maureen and had a great time doing it. What are your thoughts about Jeremy taking this decision to step away? Hand on heart, I'm amazed that Jeremy and Maureen have had the energy and enthusiasm to do the number of appearances that they've you know, been doing anyway yeah uh, it is a lot to do and there's a lot of travel and and you're spending more and more time away you're like you're losing yourself you're living out of suitcases or, or just like driving backwards and forwards and things like that so it is it is well well deserved to take that break now and just like literally say you know what we've given everything that we can yeah very 
approachable, very accessible through virtue of, of like doing a lot of appearances both in the UK, uh, Europe and, and internationally. Jeremy, put your feet up, have a cup of tea, go up into that loft, look at that nice collection that you've built up of all of those fan-made items and things like that and just enjoy it. You thoroughly deserve the break. Yeah, absolutely agree. He's got a, he's got a big family. He's got lots of grandkids. Him and Maureen, like I say, should just switch off now and, and enjoy all of that. He's certainly done his stint, hasn't he? I think he's been out there longer than pretty much anybody on the convention yeah. circuit. So, Jeremy and Maureen, well done. You've earned your break from us and from everybody else on Fanta Tracks. All the very best. Here's a bit of audio. It's me and Louis. It's Louis Turfrey. We used to run lightsaber back in the day at memorabilia back in 2006, chatting to Jeremy. <laughs> Like trying the coolest character inside. Well, sometimes, you know, if you're thinking, help, I've got a cold, I'm not feeling too well, I start thinking, hello, you're Boba Fett, you know, a cold wouldn't worry you at all. No. So you get on with things. So in a way, it gives you that sort of injection. So it, it, it was a cool character to play. Absolutely, yeah. Cheaper than Parasitum. Oh. <laughs> Pass. Boba Fett's history. Now that we've learnt from the prequels, is it anything like you imagined it to be? No, because I, in a way, I just thought all I thought was when you hear Boba Fett, you know, what if he doesn't survive? You think, well, something's happened to him. He's got a maybe just a complete no face or yeah. something. He fought very hard. He's a human being. He maybe fought with Han Solo at some stage. Now we leap forward to the prequels. He's a clone, but a super clone. So it's been very difficult to undo what I've told people in the past. Now I said, well, it's science fiction. And I'm sorry, it's um, something I can't talk about. It's government. Um, So it's funny, he he is now a super clone. So now I've got to go down that but I think, I think it's great that he had a backstory. Right. Yeah. And you didn't know what it was about. You've you know. switched it in your head now. You can, you can just yeah. as a new history. I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us a bit about Starhawk. We can hear about Starhawk. Yeah, Starhawk is interesting. I mean, a lot of people have been hearing about it because the sudden interest from a couple of channels. Yeah. Uh, they saw the first episode. It's all fully cut. Yeah. It still needs some work on it, but yeah. they saw it and they said, fine. But they now want to see all six episodes. Yeah. Which I sort of understand, but you know, it, there's the delay because now they have to spend the money on, and really getting all episodes finished yeah. meant financial burden again. Yeah. And we all, as you do with reality television at the moment, which I think is destroying the world. Yeah. This was everyone worked for very little yeah. and long, long, long hours. Yeah. Well, sometimes past eleven o'clock. People said, "Never mind, come on, just keep going." So hopefully, through that, it yeah. will be next year be pushed through and shown. It, it's. I'm saying it's like Red Dwarf in a way it is but it's a, its own yeah. way and the character yeah. I play Dr. Strike is completely insane so if you want if you had a medical condition don't go to him don't whatever you do so, <laughs> so there's a lot of fun but it also becomes very dramatic very, there's drama comedy yeah. there's everything well we've seen some of the special effects you've got the, the ship your screen yes. Yeah. Because we're from Lightsaber as well. We do Lightsaber. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ago, That's we, right. We were talking about it then. So, so, so it's been a, it's been a long time. Two years ago since we do it. So yeah. it's it's uh, quite a long process. And you just you go on to your next job. That's right. And if this comes up and they're right, okay, we're ready to do a second season, yeah. then it'll be all no. pistols out. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> You've done some charity work as well, haven't you? Um, 
Well, I did. Um, yeah, I've done quite a few things actually. I did the uh, uh, Davros thing for um, children in need, so that was good. And then I'm going off to America next weekend for Make a Wish Foundation, so that's charity. And then I'm going on to Vegas after that for a few days, and then plus a signing. So, so that that would be fun as well. But the charity Make a Wish is really good. That's going to be good. Yeah. Do you ever get some the costume? I, ha- I did for Make a Wish last year, and I might try and get into the costume at least that much with the helmet yeah. to have as a new photo. But it has to be passed by Lucas because yeah. people keep saying, "Haven't you got one of you in the outfit?" Yeah. So that'd be quite good to re- renew that. Absolutely. Right. Final question. Yeah. This is a good one. Um, in a face-to-face, 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 in a face-to-face, yeah. Who would come up on top? The original. Um, well, if you look at the original trilogy, Fett, he's got a few dents in his outfit, and he's escaped. He's done a, he's escaped a few. Yeah. If you had the very young Boba Fett, he wouldn't be experienced enough to beat. Yeah. But if he'd grown up as a clone, meeting me, he's young, probably a little stronger. Yeah. But there's no, no excuse for experience, is there? Really? I mean, the experience would probably. The original Boba would be. Brilliant. And he'd also beat Jabba the Hutt and Darth Vader on the same day. Yeah, I'd love to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you beat him. Hello, I'm Warwick Davis, and you're listening to Fanthatracks. That was LFCC. We had a great time doing the Star Wars Zone. It will be back next year. Bigger, better, more stuff going on. We'll bring you all the news as it develops. But until then, you can find us on social media. You can find us everywhere. It's basically at Fanthatracks. So on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on the YouTube channel... Anything else you want to look at, we're there. Fanthatrax, just type in Fanthatrax everywhere and you will find us. Dave, where can people find you? Fanthatrax is uh, everywhere. If you can't find us, you will be able to find us. <laughs> oh man, I'm so tired. Uh, you can find us. Oh, no. I know when I listen back to this, it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> I can edit oh, don't worry. Well, uh, you, you can find me. I run a toy shop called All the Cool Stuff. Uh, it is based in Hampshire. It's the summer holidays. Come down and say hello. Come and uh, uh, join the sauna. That is all the cool stuff. Go down and resuscitate Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you find me, like, just like pour some, throw some water on me. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you can find me there and also on the Facebook page, all the cool stuff. Or alternatively, and this is what I would really love you to do, Mark mentioned uh, there is a YouTube channel and that is specifically run by uh, a chap called Martin Keeler. Occasionally when I'm alive, uh, myself. But we are building that up all the time and we are seeing new subscribers there so um, if you haven't already please 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 subscribe to the Fanthatrax YouTube channel it's just that you search Fanthatrax and you'll see it pop up there's a whole host of different videos product reviews to interviews to really uh, some crazy stuff and bits and bobs I think there's going to be some new content stuck up there from uh, following Fanta Day that we've had over the weekend but uh, yeah no you can find us there and you can drop us a line how about yourself Mark you can find me on Twitter at prefect underscore timing but for most of the time you'll find me on Twitter as the uh, sort of quiet nonsensical babble behind Fanta Twitter feed 
and also on the website, obviously fantatraps.com, which is where it all happens. Uh, and my brain's going there in the heat. <laughs> and our. Um... <laughs> we've already been thinking we've been drinking, but like, know, we been... literally haven't. That's, so... that's where we're going wrong. We're not drinking. <laughs> yeah. Our podcast channel is, is developing as well. Obviously, we've got Fanta Down Under. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. So that's developing, and there's new shows coming. There's new shows being percolated and worked on. So there's going to be more YouTube, and there's going to be more podcasts. It's all go. There, but I think there is now, a really exciting podcast being developed at the moment, isn't there? There is a couple actually. There's a couple of really exciting podcasts uh, with very cool names and nice people involved. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of this. It's all going to be good. But for now, I think we're both going to go for a lie down and in a quiet, darkened room uh, until episode seven which will be wonderfully fun, as it always is. So thank you, Dave. And thank you, Mark.